Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the channel. Today I got a special guest, Lou Collier. Lou Collier is a former teammate of mine in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Lou played for 13 years professionally and had about eight years of, of the big league experience as well as the up and down AAA big league experience like a lot of us have. So Lou, I want to welcome you to the channel. How's it going, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. It's good to see you too. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's uh You've been doing a lot of amazing things. And what I wanted you to kind of take our, our listeners through, Lou, is, is of having everybody share their story. Because I think everybody has a story to tell, you know, how you got drafted. And then you want to talk about a lot of what's happening in the state of the game, uh, where it's at, how important development is. So let's start, though, with your story so our listeners know who you are and, and kind of how you got to the big leagues. Got you. Well, I'm um, born and raised in Chicago, south side of Chicago. Grew up uh, a Chicago Cubs fan. Played all three sports as a kid, uh, but kind of migrated towards baseball. That was a sport that I was just a little bit better than other kids at. I kind of noticed that at a young age, and it was a sport that I just, I loved. So growing up on the south side of Chicago, played, a, played Little League baseball, but, you know, not a lot of travel like they do now. I travel was local and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, at the, at the Little League, I went on to uh, uh, CVS High School, Chicago Vocational High School, which is a pretty big school in Chicago. And uh, the reason why I picked that school, <laughs> I was watching on the news one day that they had just won the city championship. I was sitting on the news, right? and I, was, I just said, hey, that's the school I want to go to. I just figured <laughs> there was a school that was pretty good in baseball. Didn't, didn't really have a clue. You know, uh, and it was a public league, a public league school. So baseball in Chicago is way different from a lot of different towns. I know a lot of the suburb uh, schools, kids from that area go right into the to the you know the school that's in the area. But in the, in the city, you just kind of pick from several different schools. So that was the one that I picked, and uh, went there. You know, developed as a player. We had limited resources. Uh, I remember. You know, our practices was pretty much running and racing each other and hitting wiffle balls and stuff like that. And uh, I just, you know, for me, I, f I figured any type of work was good work, you know, because I was determined trying to get to the next level, whether that was college or pros. After my sophomore year, my coaches uh, invited me to some summer camps. You know, I, I remember going to a, a New York Mets pro camp. I remember going to a Minnesota Twins professional camp. And this is where it started for me to, you know, open my eyes that I may possibly have a chance at playing professionally. It kind of, you know, strike my, my attention. You know, seeing all the kids out there, seeing the scouts out there. And then, you know, after these camps, you know, scouts was pulling me to the side saying, hey, you got some pretty good tools. You need to work on some things. You know, I was a kid from in the city, uh, just raw with a lot of tools. Mm -hmm. Didn't really understand what I was doing and how to do things the right way. We had coaches that was out there that was good guys, but, you know, teaching the fundamentals and, you know, things that I needed to work on, I I wasn't getting that. I just had a love for the game, and I played the game as much as I could. So uh, after my sophomore year, I started to develop, you know, started getting better. Uh, I was primarily a shortstop, uh, pitched as well. And I uh, started seeing scouts show up more often and start getting more attention. And, and so start started working a little bit harder, you know, as much as I could. 
And, uh, you know, by my senior year, you know, I would start getting letters, you know, the, uh, the questionnaires and stuff that started pouring in and stuff like that I was going to camps. And, and I just remember, uh, I remember at one Pittsburgh Pirates camp, the, the guy that was running the camp, he said, he said, hey, guys, he pulled everybody to the side. There's probably 100 kids out there. He said, hey, guys, uh, you know, I know you guys want to play in the major leagues. And I just want to tell you guys, I'm, I'm not trying to crush anybody's dreams, but out of a million players who want to do it, it may be one guy who makes it. And I just remember sitting there saying, well, that's going to be me. You know, okay. I was thinking like that, like, well, if one guy's going to make it. Well, that's going to be me. I, that's just how I thought. So this was this was back when I was probably a junior or senior high school. I'm mean, with my junior summer year, and uh, so you know, next year we played the played the season, and uh, had a pretty good year. All state, all area, you know, all that stuff went well, and ended up getting drafted by the Houston Astros. Okay, I got drafted in the 56th round. <laughs> But to me, that was a, an accomplishment. It was, I, you know, I had, you know, achieved the goal. I had got drafted as a, a pitcher, though. Got okay. drafted as a pitcher, and uh, and for me, I knew at that at at that age, and the the fact that the round that I had got chosen there, that 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 wasn't I wasn't ready to go do anything. You know, coming from the school I was coming at, I knew I wasn't prepared to go off and become a pro. But that kept me enthusiastic about the chances of me continuing to get better and, uh, you know, grow as a player. So I decided to go to a junior college because back then, you know, you know, they had the draft and follow rule. I don't know if they still had that when you got drafted. No. They probably, I think a couple years after, after, after I got drafted, they, they kind of cut that out. But they had the draft and follow. And that was when that, when the team can draft you and they can hold your rights all the way up into the draft. And if you improve, that team can sign you before the draft. Mm -hmm. So I figure like, hey, you know, I'm with a team. They know who I am. They, they, you know, I got an opportunity. If I get better, I can sign with this team. So I went to a junior college. The junior college was Kishwaukee Junior College, out in the farm, way in the boondocks of Illinois. But I had a really good coach who was really demanding, and I started to learn the fundamentals of the game. I started to learn how to – uh, weightlifting, running, getting faster, getting stronger, uh, you know, just being accountable, playing the game every day. And that helped me tremendously. I got faster, my arm got stronger, my body got better, and I started to understand the game more. So I had a pretty decent season, you know, my freshman year during college. <clears throat> Houston Astros came back, wanted to sign me. They offered me probably – 25, 30 grand to sign. And I still felt like, one, that wasn't enough money for me to go. Two, I still wasn't quite ready, although I had improved. And, uh, you know, so I turned it down. Ended up getting drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And this time they drafted me in the 31st round. So I'm making progress, right? I'm, in my mind, I'm making progress. I'm getting better as a player. I'm still getting attention. And I'm now, you know, but this time I get drafted as a shortstop. And uh, so in my mind, hey, I'm getting better. It's another opportunity. So what happened was my college coach who recruited me to come to the junior college, Kishwaukee, ended up becoming an area scout. So he left the school. 
So what happened was a group of us all transferred to like the rival school, which was another really good junior college in the area, Triton Junior College, where Lance Johnson played, Kirby Puckett went, uh, played there, Jeff Rebulay. So they was putting out pretty good talent. And uh, <clears throat> so we, you know, I felt good about, you know, transferring there. It was a really good coach, really good program. And I felt like it was just, you know, another opportunity f- to showcase my, my talents and skills. And now I'm more mature as a player and, you know, a- as, a, as a man as well, because it's my second year being on my own and figuring things out. And that year, that's when everything kind of came together for me. I, I played, had a really good season, and I, I think I finished the season before the playoffs hitting 506. I, you know, played shortstop, was really good. You know, I got better at that. Uh, ended up being the junior college player of the year, All-American junior college, and we went to the junior college World Series. So everything that could happen, exposure-wise, and, you know, it just all came together that year. So now I'm feeling like, hey, man, I'm ready to go become a pro. So what I did was I didn't go back in the draft. I, I signed with the Pirates because they had my rights with the draft and follow. Something that I kind of kicked myself about, you know, because if I would have went back in the draft, I probably would have been maybe a first through third round pick. Who knows, though, you know. But what I did, what I was basing off of, the Pirates had uh, showed interest in me the year before. They was always around, you know. I felt comfortable with those guys, so I signed with them. So I ended up signing for $85,000, which was pretty solid back in 1993. It was a pretty yeah. decent uh, bonus back then. And the start of my career. And uh, first year, I went to Welling. I went to short season first year out of uh, out of junior college. And, you know, funny, it's a funny story, man, I want to share. Because uh, I think this can help some guys. And it really helped me. So in the junior college world series, I strained my hamstring really bad. And uh, this was probably, you know, a day before the championship game. So I had to play the game with a strained hamstring, but just DH and couldn't really even run. So, so after that, once I signed a contract, I went to a short season in Welland. We had the mini camp and everything. I'm, I'm getting, you know, acclimated to everybody and everything. I'm scared. I'm nervous. <laughs> I can't run. And ended up had to go on a DL for like 12 days. So I'm a little nervous about that. And I'm, you know, I'm watching the practices. I'm looking at guys hitting balls to the moon, guys flying. It's yeah. a, just a whole nother level. And I'm watching this in practice. And I'm doing okay. I'm holding my own. But I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, what did I get myself into? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, you know, guys was, you know, they had one, they had already had a couple years of pro ball. So that's what I was seeing. But what helped me was once the game started, I had a chance to sit and watch for like 10 days. I watched and just things started to slow down. I started to see like, oh, okay. You know, they, they, they're not uh, machines, you know what I mean? They make mistakes too. This is the same game, I can handle this. So once I got in, I had the confidence to go in and just, you know, be myself and play my game. And, and that helped me uh, big time. And I had a pretty good year that year at Welling. Welling did, did well. I think I hit 300, played well. Went to my, my first long season, which was Augusta, uh, which, was, which, which was a challenge, you know. First time playing 142 games, grind of the bus rides and, you know, everything you had to deal with, the hot sun and, and just trying to get acclimated to that part of the game, man, swinging that wood every day and 
preparing every day. That was something new to me, but I, you know, I was just determined, you know, to try to be the best that I could be at each level and just work as hard as I could. Had a really good year. And I think that's, that was the, the year that kind of, that turned it around for me in pro ball that, that made me, for me, I felt like, you know what, I can do this at the next level. I, I can get to the big leagues. You know, I, I uh, was a mid-season All-Star. I uh, was an MVP at the All-Star game, played well, and then got a call up to high A ball, you know, in August and did well in high A that year. You know what I mean? So in my mind, I said, you know what, hey, if I keep working hard and keep grinding it out, you know, you know, I got a chance at this. And I just wanted to be the best I could be at each level and not worry about anybody above or behind me. Listen to the coaches, try to work as hard as I could and just compete every day. So did well then, got to uh, Lynchburg, which was, uh, you know, high A ball. So went back to Lynchburg the next year. Well, Salem the year before, the next year they switched to Lynchburg. Yeah. So this was, this was my first time uh, with the adversity. You know, Lynchburg was a tough, tough year for me. I uh, I think I kind of got caught up into the the prospect thing. I had 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 been ranked the number two prospect now. Now I'm thinking I gotta do something different, approve the fact that I'm you know I'm that. And and mentally, I just think I just went into it trying to do too much, trying to be perfect and trying to prove things. And it just I struggled, man. I struggled. You know, maybe the first three three and a half months, uh, I struggled. Uh, offensively, defensively, and also was injured, you know, a few times. Sprained ankle. I think I did something to my hand. So was battling injuries and just battling, just trying to get get in the groove. And so what happened was, man, I just – it was tough, man. It was stressful. I felt like quitting. I wanted to go home. You know how you, you know how it gets on you, man. And, and so what happened – here's another, another really good story. <clears throat> so – I'm battling back. I'm I'm playing now. I'm healthy. We're in. Uh, we're playing the Orioles affiliate. They Frederick, the Frederick Keys. Mm-hmm. Playing the Frederick Keys. I'm playing shortstop, and Andy Van Slyke is down there on the rehab assignment. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. I knew of him. I knew he was a big league star, and he, you know, he hit a double. Right, he hit a double. Boom, and he's standing on second base and. He looking at me, I'm powering my head down. He's just looking at my face like, he looked at me, he say, hey man, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, he could have just ignored me, just kind of, you know, whatever. He's at second basis and then right after he hit a double, he say, hey, hey, what's wrong with you? I say, I'm struggling, I can't figure it out. You know, I'm just, yeah. just, you know. And he says, he say, hey, have you always hit? I say, yeah. He said, hey, if you always hit, man, it'll come around. You'll be fine. Just keep working hard and 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 focus on the things you can control, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'm telling you, that little encouragement helped me. I promise you, two weeks later, I caught fire. I'm talking <laughs> about like a month and a half. I probably hit like 415 for the month. Ended up, I was probably hitting around 230 during the, at that time. By the end of the year, I was at about 276, 278. So boost my, my, my average about almost 50 points mm-hmm. late in the season. So, you know, just you just never know when you might get that encouragement, man, if you're working hard and you focus, you know, on just the task. And, and I, I needed that. 
I needed that. And it just came from an unlikely source. So finished the, finished the year strong that year, went on to double A, had a really good year there. Uh, All-star, played well, moved on to triple A, did, did really well, started the season really well in triple A in uh, Calgary. And that's when I got my call up in 1997, like halfway through the season. I got one more real funny story. <laughs> you remember Trent Jewett, right? Oh, yeah. Trent, yeah, he was crazy. So we was in, we were in AAA, and, uh, you know, Trent was always just, just ragging on the rookies, you know, because, you know, AAA had a lot of veteran guys and guys who'd been around. So he, you know, he kind of let those guys do their thing. But all the rookies, anything we did wrong, anything – that you know wasn't right if the game didn't go right or anything. He just he just pointed out the rookies in a good way, but just kind of he stayed on us, on us, on us. I just remember, you know, one day he pulled me in the office, and this was probably the third time he pulled me in there, you know, a couple of times just to recommend me about getting my, you know, head out of my, my butt and working hard and focusing more and, you know, and doing things the right way. But this particular time he pulled me in the office. I'm playing well. I'm, now I'm playing well. So I, I say, what did I do now? <laughs> he say, hey, sit down. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, what did I do? I know I'm playing pretty good. He say, I got two things. I got, I got some good news for you. I got some bad news for you. I said, um, he said, what you want to hear for first? I said, he said, I said, I want to hear the bad news. Tell me the bad news. He say, you made the all-star team, but you're not going. I said, man, how you going to take that from me? You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm losing my mind, right? <laughs> and he said, hey, you're going to the big leagues. Yeah. Pack your stuff, you know. And so yeah. that's when I got the call. It was awesome, man. I, I got in the call up, got to the big leagues. And, man, you know, and I can say, you know, the rest is history, man. But it was a, a really a great journey uh, through the minor leagues and, you know, all that adversity, fighting through everything. To get that call up was was tremendous, man. When you get to the big leagues, you've obviously, you've been grinding it out, right? You've, you've mm -hmm. been doing your thing. You get to the big leagues. It sounds to me like your mindset was really good for a majority of your minor leagues up to that point. Had some hiccups here and there like we all do. Mm -hmm. What was your mindset when you got out there against the big leaguers now, against these guys that are, you see on TV? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was crazy because once I got there – I'm looking around, the, the lights are brighter, the balls are wider, it's, you know, <laughs> it, you know how it is, it's just, it, to me, it's like, I, I couldn't believe that I was, you know, at Three Rivers and, you know, I had my jersey and stuff like that, but I just remember being on the field and, and just, I, just being numb, you know, just kind of like, I can't believe I'm here, I can't believe this is really happening. And it took me it took me a little while to just kind of relax and play baseball. I just remember getting my getting on base, getting my first hit, off of just not even knowing how to take a lead off. Just it took me some time to just get comfortable and just play the game and just you know realize, hey, it's, it's still a baseball game. These guys are just like you. So that was the biggest thing, just to just uh, adjust to that. Hey, still a game. It's moving a little bit faster. These guys are the best in the world, but now you are too. And, uh, and that's what I just kept telling myself, hey, you are too. And just play your game. And, and as you know, man, as a rookie, man, it's a learning curve. You, you, need to, you need to have some success. You need some guys talking to you. You need, uh, you know, just, 
just that uh, reassurance that you can do it and the team believes in you. And uh, that takes a little time, you know. No doubt, too. And also, as an infielder, back in the day, Three Rivers, that was turf. Oh, so yeah. now you're dealing with a whole different ball game. It's quicker. It's a, it's a faster pace. I, I right. remember my first call up when I was there. After, like, I had been pretty healthy physically. But mm-hmm. after about a week on that turf, my back yeah. was killing me. My knees were killing me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That part, man, hey, every day, man, I, I just had to get a hot pack, ice my <laughs> knees. Because the turf was so soft, you know, it was, it was, yeah. it was cushion. So, yeah, that was difficult to adjust to and just finding out how to take care of your body to get out there and play on that stuff every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't realize how much of a toll it took on you, you know. That's right. Yeah. So you spent uh, – when I was looking at your, your information, all the teams you played for, you know, you played for a lot of different teams. You went from Pittsburgh, the Expos, Boston, Milwaukee, all these different teams. Was there anybody that took you – under your, you know, under your, under their wing and just said, really taught you a lot of things about the game from a, like a, a player. Yeah. When I went over to Milwaukee, I got a chance to play with Marquise Grissom. Marquise Grissom was a veteran, you know, all-star. And he was the one who just, he took me under his wing. He told me, hey, you, you living with me? Don't worry about an apartment, a house, none of that. I want you to wherever wherever I go, I want you there. And 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 from that point on, from that point on, that's when I learned how to be a professional on and off the field. Mm-hmm. He, he taught me about, you know, just coming to play every day and, you know, learning how to to uh study film and prepare myself. So he he was a guy, man, that that took me on on his wing and just really cuffed me and, and and taught me the ropes. And to this day, man, that's my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you know, you guys put on quite a few events. I don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. Can tell we, us about that, what you do with that organization. Uh, so that's, you know, that's through Major League Baseball. You know, they have a, uh, a few youth initiatives that they do. Uh, it's called MLB Develop. So they, they do an event called the Breakthrough Series. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is focused on underserved kids and communities. Uh, kids who may not be able to afford showcases and the development they, that they need, but they have the talent and they just need the, you know, the other two pieces. And similar to the situation that I was in, that's why I'm so adamant about being a part of it. They bring these kids in from all different regions and bring in ex-big league coaches to train them up. The breakthrough series is like maybe a three-day event. Maybe I think it's four days, but they come in, we train them for a couple of days and they play games. And they bring in coaches and scouts to see these kids. So they get a little bit of everything. They get in development as, as well as exposure. And then the other big event they do is called, it was formerly called the Elite Development Invitational. But now they change the name to the Hank Aaron Invitational. And this is when they bring in, they bring in eighth graders, freshmen, excuse me, one week. It's a week long now. They bring them down to Vero Beach, the old, uh, Mm-hmm. Dodger Town complex. Yeah. And yeah, they house them and uh it's about 30 coaches there. You know, you got pitching coaches, catchers, you know, every position, ex big league managers, ex big league general managers. So the kids are getting a little piece of everything as far as development. And then it's a week long, it's a grind. The kids are out there, you know, just like a spring training. Mm-hmm. You out there, you stretch at eight, 
We're on the you know, nine o'clock. We're going from nine to twelve. Eat lunch. We're back on the field playing games. So to get a little taste of what the next level is with all the big league coaching and, and, and stuff like that. So joy, you know, working with the kids has really been in, impacting these kids throughout the country. Kids are starting to get big time recognition going on to big time schools. And a lot of these kids are now getting drafted. So it's, it's been making a really uh, big impact. And uh, just like you said, myself, Marquise Grissom and, and um, a host of other ex big leaguers are a part of that program. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Anytime you can get your, put yourself back in a position to help out kids, and that's really cool that they're able to spend a full week getting yeah. a taste of, hey, this is what the minor leagues is like. This is you wake up early, you know, you have to <laughs> practice. It's 100 degrees. It's pure humidity out in Florida. <laughs> right. Come back in and eat lunch and then go back out, and by the time it's, you know, 4 o'clock, you're spent. You know, you just want to go lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, they, they learn real quickly that, you know, it's just not it's not travel ball. You show up and take two, three ground balls and then and, and swing in the cage and, and then you play the game. And But you know what? I will say that the kids, once they get accustomed to it, man, they, they embrace it. And I'm seeing kids, you know, getting out there and really enthused about learning, man. And, you know, too, man, once you're learning, you know that you're learning the right way and you're improving – kids are more apt to want more of that. And that's what I've been seeing. So, uh, you know, I'm impressed with how the kids take to the stuff because I know it's it's difficult. It's demanding. And, they're, you know, and they're working real hard. So That's awesome. So yeah. you, have, you have a lot of thoughts on where the game is going right now, kind of the state of the game. I'd like you to share that with us and what you feel is going on right now. Yeah. Uh, my thing, I've been thinking about this, you know, for, you know, several years now with the whole showcase era, you know, and, and, and kids, you know, you got the PBR stuff, the perfect game stuff and, and, uh, you know, a host of other um, uh, affiliates that, that showcase players. Um, and I'm not knocking any of them because I feel like they all have a place. And I, but I really think that, the showcase era destroyed the development of the players, right? And the and kids really don't have foundation. I think they just all seeking to throw harder, run faster, hit the ball harder, and they're not learning how to play the game. And I think that's part of the reason why now we're seeing the game so stagnant, right? You see, you see shifts. You see guys with wristbands. You see guys have to be told everything. You see guys miss cutoff men. You see. The game is not played fundamentally. You may see a guy on the mound throwing 102, but he has no command. You follow what I'm saying? You see oh, guys yeah. who can oh, yeah. turn around a fastball, but he can't <laughs> hit the ball the other way. That's, and I think that's due to just the showcase error, right? Kids was not properly developed so that they can make adjustments and, and, and play the game uh, holistically. You know what I mean? Just all aspects of the game. Like we had to do when we came up. Uh, you had to do everything. You had to know how to bunt. You had to be able to steal a base. You had to move a runner. You had to hit the cutoff, man. Like like myself, you played infield. You played outfield. You was able to do that. That was easy, easy transition. Uh, not saying it was easy at the big league level, but you was able to do it because you was fundamentally sound. And I think that the game needs to get back to that just to bring the excitement back. You know, they're taking away bunting. They're taking away stealing bases. You know, stuff like that that makes the game – uh, exciting, you know, and it, it 
it allows you to have those different components on your team to affect the game at, you know, at any given moment. And I think that that needs to come back into the game and, you know, for the game to continue to grow and be excited the way that it used to be. I think that people are losing uh, interest in the game because it's just all about home runs and velocity and, and really that's it. <laughs> you know, back in the day, you love to see a guy hit a ball in the gap and, and run and get a triple. Or, you know, a guy bun a, bun a guy over where the, the defense had to, you know, feel the bun and make the play. Or, you know, you got a base still on the base and the, the pitcher now is under that pressure. The catcher is too. They know he's running and they got to execute, you know, stuff like that. I, so I'm just, you know, just watching baseball and how it's changed. I think that that's one part that needs to bring – they need to get back into the game. I agree 100%. I I was just thinking when you said for a kid, you know, because as a scout now for me, when I one of my the most exciting things if I when I go watch a kid play, and if I see a hitter if he drives the ball say in the opposite field gap, say mm-hmm. for say that right-handed hitter he drives it to right center and he leaves out a triple, like that gets me excited. I'm like, yeah, that dude stayed on that ball, you know, no matter really what pitch, but he showed that he could do it. Mm-hmm. Now he may have been trying to pull it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. he was a little late, but the fact that he was still able to to have an idea of how to hit and drive that ball the other way, that gets me excited. And there's no doubt with when you see a kid a lot, you can label a lot of kids, oh, he's a showcase kid. Mm-hmm. You know, has a lot of talent, a lot of tools, you know, can go out and really perform. But once the game starts, exactly, really doesn't have an idea how to hit, is trying to hit every pitch out of the park no matter mm-hmm. up, down, in and out. So it's, I'm sure you see that. And I wanted to talk to you about what you're doing now. You, you have a whole program um, that you're teaching. It's called Lou Call Your Baseball. Tell us what that's mm-hmm. all. Yeah, so I started the Lou Call Your Baseball Association about a year after I retired. So I retired in 07. In 08, I started the program. And, you know, my whole focus was, I, I knew how difficult it was for me to get to the big leagues. I knew once I had overcame all the obstacles and, you know, coming from the inner city, being in those small towns and, you know, working, learning how to work and overcome and be accountable and be a good teammate and be coachable, all these life skills that I had to learn on the fly, right, and yeah. still compete to get to the major leagues and try to stay at the major league level. I knew that you know, 95% of the kids back where I was from was never going to be able to achieve that just because of, you know, the environments they was growing up in and just not understanding. I knew they had the physical ability. They had the toughness, right? They had the athleticism, but they didn't have that part, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to, you know, just come back to, you know, back to my community and and teach those things and, and, and let them be able to, you know, see me, you know, a guy who had been there was, you know, from where they was from and, you know, be able to be, you know, role model for these kids and just hold them accountable and teach them these things. So that was my whole uh, reason for starting the program. And, and, and that's what I did. I, I just, I came back and I had, had a trial, you know, we, we was able to form two teams. We pretty much took whoever came to the trial and you know, I had been away from home for 15 years, so I didn't I didn't know the climate of baseball back home. I had a couple of friends that were still 
in Chicago that I connected with, just trying to get information as to what was going on. What was he playing Little League, Pony League? I don't know, you know what I mean? And everybody said, hey, travel ball, travel ball. So that's what we did. You know, my first year, we formed the teams and we had a little time to work with the kids, but we went into the travel ball circuit and they just beat our heads in. Just, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about fundamentals and this and that, and they running the score, 15 to two. 22 to one, you know, and yeah. but I'm I'm playing the game right. This pitcher get his amount of innings and his pitches and this guy, well, they just throwing a horse at us. You know what I mean? You know how it goes. And so I learned real uh quickly, like, okay, all right, so we'll we'll regroup, we'll add some more players, we'll start working out in November now. We'll go from November all the way to April training. And that's what I, I wanted to change the culture. I wanted to get back into development because they just wanted to show up and play. So we started training and breaking them down and having stations. And, you know, I brought in a couple ex minor league guys that I knew and we just started working with the kids and, and, and teaching them the right way. And, you know, a year later, now we, now the scores is flip flop. Yeah. Now we was, you know, beating teams like that. And, and because we was fundamentally sound, we didn't have the best players, but our players was, was fundamentally sound and we coached them up and and we the, the organization grew from there and uh you know happy with you know what we've been able to do you know this i think this is about our 12th year uh we've we've had hundreds of kids go out and play college ball we had a handful of pro guys we got a, a couple guys that we got one kid ed howard who came to our program is probably going to be one of the top picks in the draft mm-hmm. so you know uh i feel like we we've accomplished a lot, you know, uh, the kids who stuck with it, stayed with it and worked hard and, 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 and follow, you know, follow my lead. They, 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 they've been successful, you know, whether it was at the college level, whether it was, you know, high school or whatever, but that, I just wanted, I wanted kids to understand like, Hey, it's up to you. However hard you work, uh, what you do on and off the field, you have to be accountable for it. I'm going to show you the way I'm going to show you what's how it's supposed to be which, you know, the work that, the, that it's going to take for you to succeed at the next level. And I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you good or great or anything. I'm, you know, it's just about the work. If you're doing well, you'll know it. And I'll, you know, I'll, you know, I'll congratulate you when you're doing things the right way, but I'm not going to pat you on the back to try to keep you on my team, <laughs> any of that. So, you know, uh, we had guys bouncing around because, you know, some kids, parents, they need that pat on the back and right. that type of stuff. But the core kids who stuck around and kept coming to our training and camps, they all excel. And, and that's all I wanted to do when I when I started the program. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, you, you've been going year after year. I've, I've been following you online for a while and, and seeing all your success. And then, like you talked about Howard who is a mm-hmm. huge process is yeah. a bona fide first rounder this year. And um, I was able to see him at the PG national um, this past year, I guess it was back in uh we were in Arizona and I was like, this, this kid's really good. He, he stood out for me really athletic. Um, so, I, you know, I know a lot of teams are, he's high on their list. You could say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm proud of man. That, that kid, you know, we, we got him. He was seven years old, right? He was yeah. seven years old, and uh, I just remember his dad, because all we had was a 10U. We didn't have an 8U, 9U, so he was going to have to play 10U. And his dad was worried about it. He brought him He brought him in to see me, right? 
and we working off the, uh, doing a little bit of soft toss, and he probably swung and missed like 10 balls, right, that I flipped to him. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking at his face, and he's biting his lip, and he's swinging and missing, he's jumping at the ball, and I'm looking at him, and I'm look, I look at his dad, I say, I say, he's ready. And he looked at me like, what do you mean? I said, he's ready, <laughs> trust me, I, trust me. He did, his demeanor didn't change, he yeah. didn't get frustrated. I, I knew it was a matter of time he was gonna figure out how to hit the ball, you know what I mean? And, and that kid, you know, since the day I met him, nothing has changed. The work ethic always been there, the makeup always been there. And uh, his just, his willingness to compete and his aptitude, you know, has always been great. So I'm happy for him to see that, you know, you know, all these years he stayed with it and kept working. And he was a small kid, man. He was, mm -hmm. he was, you know, he, he didn't hit his growth spurt to about 14, 15 years old. So he was little. He was just like a little bulldog. Yeah. And then he hit the growth spurt. So that bulldog is in him. Now he has the, the you know, the weight and height, you know, with everything else that he has. So uh, whatever team gets him, man, they, they got a, you got something special right there. Yeah, that's awesome. So you've been doing this 12 years now. You've been doing it so long. Now you have a son that is a freshman. Unfortunately, he's missed out on his freshman year, but is already, you probably feel the same way I do about rankings and, and all these different yeah. organizations, but he's ranked, I did my research, he's the number one player in Georgia, and he is, I think, fourth nationally ranked with perfect game. So tell me about yeah. your son, what the development's been like with him. First of all, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm very proud of him because, you know, having a ex-big league dad, you know, it's demanding, right? We, you know, certain things we see. We, I, I know I tried to rush him, you know, in his development and, and wanted him to get things that <laughs> I just didn't realize that it just took time for him to mature to, uh, to get to it. But, you know, he's been blessed to, you know, with me having the program and being around guys and training them, he, you know, since the age of three years old, he's just all, always around, always around older guys, always around some, some, some guys that was very talented. So he was able to see it and be around it. And I would throw him in the mix, you know, and just, and, you know, just train him up from a very early age. So he's been, he's been from that. He's fell in love with the game. He's, he's, he's starting to fall in love with the work. I still have to, Crack yeah. the whip, you know, in that <laughs> aspect. But he's he's been working really hard. He's determined to, you know, to get better. You know, what I like most about him is, you know, although we we don't we don't chase rankings or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? It's just it's good for him to see that his hard work pays off. You know, I you know that's that's good for him. But you know, in his mind, you know, he, he looks at all that stuff and says, you know, dad, I, you know, I want to, I want to participate in this event. I want to do this. I want to be able to do that. And I tell him, well, let's go to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he makes up his mind that, all right, you know, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And, and he, and he does it, you know, he puts in the work, he, he you know, does the things that he needs to do to achieve these things. So I'm proud of him and, and his progress and his development. But like I tell them every day, you know, it's, you know, it's about what have you done for me lately? You know, whatever happened yesterday is over with. Yeah. What are we going to do to get better today? And also his grades and stuff like that. So he's focused on those things and I'm proud of where we're at. But as you know, we got a long way to go, you know, but we're on the right track. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of you have a belief in the process, the process yeah. of getting better. 
doing it day by day. I don't care what you did yesterday. What are you doing today? You know, now he's, he's going to be probably – is he committed to college already? Did I see that? Was yeah. it Louisville? Yeah, he committed yeah. to Louisville last summer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's a whole – I think a huge weight, right? When kids are – you know, it's not like when you and I were, were playing, getting recruited in ninth grade, right? Or you're sitting right. in ninth grade now. It's, it's almost kind of like football and basketball for some. But of course, it's a huge weight lifted if that's the the dream school you you know commit early. But right. that's I mean, imagine like a Howard, you know that he, these late bloomers that they don't get really that recognition until junior and maybe even in their senior year. Right. And they turn into dudes, right? They yeah. just took them a little bit longer to develop, maybe to mature physically, and then it kind of just all starts getting put together. And next thing you know, they they shoot up. Uh, mm-hmm. ranking boards and draft boards and things like that. Yes. It's interesting to watch. Yeah. And, I, you know, I tell guys all the time, and I talk to, you know, kids who may be a little bit ahead of those guys who hasn't, haven't developed yet. I said, you know, I tell them, I said, just because you're a little more physically matured and you're able to get, you know, uh, this fundamental stuff doesn't mean to slow down because the kids that's behind you, they're working really hard. They want the same things. And if they take a growth spurt and they got a little more desire than you, they'll shoot past you. Yeah. So, you, you know, can't get lax, you know. And, you, and, and on the flip side, you can't give up on a kid who has a uh, desire to want to get better and, and really working hard. Because we don't know when they're going to hit that growth spurt and get taller and stronger. So, uh, you know, I tell, you know, coaches and, and I, part, I scout part-time for the Royals as well. And uh, I've seen it. I've seen guys take jumps and jump past people oh yeah so it's important that those kids continue to work hard you know because you, you just you don't know when it may happen for you and schools are always looking for talent i don't care you're the best if you're fit for their program they're gonna they're gonna bring you in and, and give you a scholarship they'll find a way no doubt so with uh with your son cam do you have other kids coming up or see your only baseball player yeah, he's he's my only boy. I got two girls. I got a okay. old my oldest daughter's in a uh, freshman year in college. She okay. goes to Spelman College here in uh, Atlanta, and then I got a baby girl who's twelve. All right, good deal. So after after your son say has gone through high school, do you have aspirations to get into the major league side of coaching at all, or what's what's the ultimate goal for you? Well, uh, I really like development. I do. So I wouldn't rule out if, if it was an opportunity to get in the pro ball and development side. I wouldn't rule that out. I personally do not want to, you know, start, you know, at the bottom and grind my way. You know, I, I You don't get on that I, bus again? I, I, I don't want any part of that, you know, but you know, if it's if it's a roving job, you know, opportunity to, you know, get into pro ball that way, I'll do that. But you know, I'm hoping that I can do some, you know, like a, a consultant, you know, just, just consult with, you know, multiple teams on on prospects and players and different stuff like that. I really like working on the youth, I mean, on the amateur side, just yeah. because no restrictions. I can, I can do what I do, work with them as much as I, I need. You know, a lot of times when you get into, you get, you get into on a pro team, it's, they got their way, and this is the way we want to do it. And now it kind of eliminates the things that I was taught and learned, you know, for me to be successful and other things that I learned along the way. So 
just kind of mixed about it. You know, if it's the right situation, I'll do it. But I, I kind of like the freedom of, of, you know, being independent and, and teaching guys that way. Yeah, no doubt. Well, this has been awesome, man. Well, uh, I've taken a lot of your time. Is there any last, you could say, little nuggets? I mean, you, you mentioned you seem like you always had the that belief yourself what is the what is what gave you your mental edge throughout your whole life and career you know what i i don't really know where that where it came from i just always felt like you know if it was an opportunity presented to me that you know i could achieve it you know if i if i worked at it and i, I stayed with it and 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 didn't quit i felt like i could achieve it and uh, i just tried to max out on opportunities always yeah. No matter what they were. And, and it was always, always stepped up to the challenge. You know, I heard all my life that what I couldn't do and how difficult it was. And I just always felt like, well, let me see. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I determine whether that's true or not. You know, to, you know, any player out there that's striving to do anything, man, just give you all, you know, and believe in yourself. You know, you never know what you can do once you start to you know, work at it and, and, and chip away at it. You start realizing that, you know, little by little, you can achieve anything, man, if you just if you just stay after it and, and believe in yourself, so. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Lou, I appreciate you coming on board. I know it's we're going to be watching your kid over the next few years, so that's going <laughs> to be exciting. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. Oh, yeah, man. I enjoyed it, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's great seeing you. And anytime you need me, man, just reach out. Awesome. All right, Matt, you take care of yourself. All right, you too. Take it okay, easy. We'll see you. Thanks, All right. Lou. All right, later.